Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. Following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Still enjoy watching it every week. I watch the open. I do too. Like a mark. I always and I always smile. So great. Kevin, I, I uh by the way, it's just click this the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin, I'm Sean. If you're looking for someone else, probably number one through four on Chartable, not us. Um You know, I know some people owe you money, but does China owe you any money? Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, there was all this uh, kick the can, like debt, debt ceiling, and, you know, we, we, we owe, we, we're going to fucking, uh, we're going to default on our, our, our national loans. And then I, I opened my phone today and I, I go to Google and, like, the third thing down is that China is going to, to default the trillion, the trillion dollars in debt to the U.S. bondholders. Which they've defaulted since. Do you know the year? Oh, I'm going to get, get it. it. Steve, scroll down. I'm going to give you the year. Uh, cha, cha, cha. Okay. In 1938... During its conflict with Japan, the Republic of China defaulted on its sovereign debt since 1938. Now, in 1987, if you scroll down further, Margaret Thatcher wielded her her mighty power and forced it and said if they were going to participate in the UK's capital markets in any capacity... They would have to come to an agreement and settle the debt. Quote, this is from The Hill, quote, faced with that stark choice, China agreed. Unfortunately, the U.S. has failed to take such a common sense stance. So to this day, China has participated in all of our markets and has not paid to date. I think it's eight hundred and fifty billion near a trillion dollars in debt. <clears throat> well, call me, call me, uh, call me irresponsible. Call me the the the, the political economic. I mean, to me, it's just like, come on, like we're. I think we could probably use that eight hundred billion dollars. Yeah. So apparently, not as much. I guess I guess not as much as Dominion, but I mean. We could, 
<laughs> so this is interesting as we talk about our debt default. And China was always cited, right, as the as, the, it's, as it's the holder so we, of right. however much so it, it was. Yeah, it's like so you you, you play the card game and, and you left a, a $400 marker with, 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 with the, you know, the house and then you, but they owe you, you know, eleven eleven hundred from right. from, a, from a game played in thirty eight. I think we could do some subtraction and find the difference, and yeah. se- and settle. Yeah, that was that was interesting. A blip on the news radar. I hadn't heard it. You talked to me about it today, but um, once I pulled it up, it was like, again, one of those things you'd think might be leading the news. For people interested in such things, but yeah, you got to dig to find it. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, another horrific uh, holiday gun, uh, uh, gun for all. Yeah, uh, I like the uh, body armor. Walk down the street and and shoot uh, anything that moves in Philly. Bit. With an, with an AR, yeah, with an AR-15 style style weapon, right? Yeah. Um, and they then got they, him in custody. They actually, well, somebody t- and then the thing was last night when I was when I was watching the news, like one of the uh, people in the neighborhood, like fired around at the guy. Really. And they determined that they weren't going to press charges. For him discharging his weapon under the circumstances. Right. I get it. Right. I mean, there's, it's in the face of a threat. Right. See if no, he, he, but he did it to clean up the neighborhood. He did right? it to. Yes, Mr. Yeah, so, Kim so Brady Carricker. The, 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 the toddler that he shot probably was was at the at the root of this. Unbelievable. His, uh, if you track his um, social media posts recently, they were uh, awash with posts about guns, the Second Amendment, and, quote, the loss of freedoms. Um, but uh, in his Freedom tactical just another gear. Another word for doing life in prison. Yeah. And now he's got to worry about loss of freedoms. I think the free, any freedoms he perceived having yeah. lost yesterday. Or two days ago, will pale in comparison. Yeah, I, I would, I would think so. To the rest of his life. Ah, uh, unbelievable. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Um, did you did you grill anything? Did you do anything for the fourth? Is it just a what goes on down there? Is it, are there fireworks uh, on the beach? Oh God! It's it's like it's like the Tet Offensive, you know. So, Jesus, it gets you a know, little wild. And, uh, and, private and citizens. Our our our, our, uh, our governor in two thousand and twenty 
made it okay to fire fireworks uh, on 4th of July, on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So those three days, and I'm not talking about bottle rockets. I'm talking about going down to Phantom Fireworks and getting basically the same shit that they fire off at the local it, there, there was better fireworks up and down the beach than there were at the cities. Because if you sit on top of my house, you can we, you can watch, you know, Deland, Deltona, Orange City, New Smyrna, Daytona Beach. Like, you can watch everybody's fireworks from up on my roof. Mm. Of course, I sat downstairs with Celebrity uh, Jeopardy on. Who won? Yeah, I don't even. I don't even remember. I, I just my dog. My, my dog was going crazy. Yeah, and we had yeah. to give. We and, and I ended up giving my dog Benadryl, and then, then it was like he was like Sherlock. It was like you on a Wednesday, and he's like Sherlock Holmes in an opium den. You know, just out. So yeah, they legalized it up here too. So now, like, I walked into Costco, and like, they're they're. You go to the supermarket. There's little packages of fireworks. Went into Costco where everything they sell is, you know, industrial fucking size. Yeah, this is the thing where you light the side Boxes of the box. Of fireworks, like yeah, you light the side of the box and it shoots twenty four. I mean, it, it's expl- it says right on the side, this is explosives. Yeah, that was always was my ta- concern. I was, with- ta- I was talking to Sean Waltman last night, real late. It's like one forty my time. And uh, he said that there was a, a fireworks uh, out, down by his house. And like 30,000 people showed up you know, to, to this, this area. And they had, you know, there was the professional fireworks for the area. And, of course, there's the guy that has the house that's by the park that's going to out-money the city. So he's like going tit for tat. You know they're they're doing a lot. They're doing a, a lobby. He's doing around. You know back and forth. He says towards the end, the, something happened and like the whole box went off. Like the whole th- container went off, and it was like an explosion. You know, like this explosion in front of this house. And he said it was it was kind of frightening. You know, he's you yeah. Know, and, uh, the thing is, too, the, the, the guys that set it off, like for the city, they, they hire a company, and yeah. it's their job. That's what they do. Like the dick down the street is not going to take the precaution to make sure that box doesn't tip over, angle, and now aim toward my house on its yeah, side. Just, and the thing is, too, man, like when you when you go down to the beach and fire them, they don't, you know, they don't pick it up or anything. So then. The tide takes it out. The next uh, thing you know, yeah. you, you know, some dolphin eats something, and then, you know, yeah. oh, well. I get it. I get it. Feedback from last week. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here with a few of my pals to tell you about the total nonstop savings happening over at SaveWithConrad.com. Daniel Ortiz in Angelo, Texas. We had four large financial unexpected emergencies 
And I knew that I needed something to give us a little more breathing room. And when he mentioned we can skip two house payments and wipe out credit card debt and loan debt. So that's exactly what I did. I called them and it did change everything. Diane, she was awesome. She was professional. And the important thing with her is she listened. That's what made all the difference in the world. She was patient. And anytime that I needed to talk to her, she was there. She texted back. It was a different experience from any other place. Well, I can tell you the difference that it made was over $80,000 for us. It freed up that much. My credit score went up 126 points with Save with Conrad, which made it an 802. My name is Daniel Ortiz, and I freed up $80,000 with SaveWithConrad.com. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Find out how much money Conrad and his team can save you by strutting over to SaveWithConrad.com. So right now, strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Tommy Damon, that's cool as hell that Kevin wishes Vince happy Father's Day and happy birthday every year to keep it respectful. That's Did you do that always since, since you not, left? Not to keep it respectful. It's just because he was... You know, he was like a father figure to me. You know, and you've done that of, always since you left? Uh, that I remember. Yeah. Official Especially as, the, as we've gotten older, you know, I, I always make sure that, you know, I, I wish him a happy birthday. And, and when you was, see it, each uh, other, when you see each other, for when they used to have you come down for stuff, does he always give you time? Does he always stop and talk? Yeah, we always, yes, yes. That's cool. Yes. I think he knows, you know, that I generally, you know, when somebody generally likes you, and I know he knows I generally like him as a human being. Plus, we're both muscle heads. I mean, we, we within two minutes, we're talking about lifting. Oh, yeah. Zubaz, you put the Zubaz on and you just start yeah. talking about pension. You know, Vince is still belt lifting, you know, belt squatting a thousand pounds. I mean, he's still <laughs> just, he's insane. So. Hey, did you watch, um, this just came to me, uh, oh God, I'm going to forget what it's called, but it's a documentary about American gladiators. That's just, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the Netflix one, but I saw the 30 for 30. No, there's a, there's a Netflix, like a multi I know the 30 episode. for 30 is, is pretty damn good because it, it goes more, more into the guy that created it. The guy that was the Elvis impersonator. Yes. Yeah. It goes more into him. I was going to watch the one, um that was on netflix but when it started um it was it was pretty it was kind of covering stuff i had already seen so i went into black mirror mm -hmm. have you seen any, any of the black mirror no it's an anthology series right it's right so yeah. i started um west just got a boner again yeah and you guys I, with so, your so I watched, so the first one is called Awful, uh, what's her name? Awful Olivia or whatever it is. It's got Selma High, Awful Joan. So the first one's Awful Joan. Smart, it's just really smart. It's, it, and it's, there's a, there's a, a catch where she goes to her lawyer and she asks, how, how is this possible? And she, the lawyer explains how it, how it happens. And I'm not going to give it away because it's just like, it's what we all do with our lives. 
And um, then the second one is this uh, young kid with a, a young white dude that uh, is in, in Scotland. And um, he has a, a, a young black girlfriend that's American. And they're, uh, they do indie films. And they were they they go into this town. It's it's this barren town, and she's walking around. She's like, "God, it's so beautiful here." And he says, "Well, you know, there, there was this this murder, this you know, this murderer here." And they go into this whole thing, and it, it, it has a bunch of twists and turns. That that goes, but just just berserk sideways. And then I said, "You know what? Let me just watch this last one." And the last one was my favorite. It's um, it's these two uh, astronauts, and they go in and out of like I don't want to, I just want to say but the third one of the three that I watched the third one was I just thought was uh, yeah Beyond the Sea is the name of it. It's got the cat from uh, uh, Breaking Bad's in it. Oh, it's yeah, it's Aaron Paul and Josh uh, Josh Harnett. Are the two astronauts? So this and is the most it, recent season of this. Yeah, you're this talking is, about? So, yeah, this is season six that I watched. Okay, thinking thinking that I was watching season one, then I went back and watched episode one, season one, and that the the, the basic uh, premise of that is they uh, they kidnapped the, the 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 princess of England, and the prime minister has to. Uh, have intercourse with a pig on closed circuit television and which he does and average night on the road i would think and yeah in, and it's, in the uh, 90s it's kind of weird though because <clears throat> I, I, it, it, it it doesn't come across the same in that british accent when the, when he says uh you know do the arch yeah, you know, but to the arch. Much better in Iranian. Yeah, yeah. it's much better in, in, with a with a Persian, a Persian undertone. Yeah. So, excellent. Well, well okay, I'll see if I can do it. I would yeah, I would give so, that a chance. So, you, you may Glad- know the story yeah, of Gladiator. Yeah, at least watch the the watch the awful uh, whatever her name was. Awful Joan. Yeah, awful Joan. Watch right. that one. I'll see awful and just, Joan later because it's just. It, 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 it's nice to watch something that's that's smart. It's kind of it almost has a uh, a Twilight Zone um, kind of a feel to it, but I don't. Know, I just I don't know. I'm a fan, so I, I was, if they I, do yeah, that I well. Just, I was just really um, because I had heard so much about it, and it's like I just you know I just finished Suits. And, um, you know, that was, uh, I felt like I got to Everest, to the top of Everest when I, when, uh, he knocks on 206 and she opens the door and everything's, everything's good. So you got through, was it 47 seasons of that? What was that? Uh, uh eight seasons, 13 or Ooh. 16, 13 to 16. It was like, yeah, like 135 episodes. Did it in I think eleven days. <laughs> Got to be a record of, and it's sort. like, and it's like forty-eight minutes an episode. 
So, so you, were you, you a had, fan? Uh-huh. You got to put time. I mean, you got to, you, you basically got to put eight hours out of a day. Yeah. Nice. So it's, it's, it's go to the gym and then, then you're so, in, you're starting right away. Six o'clock, seven o'clock. It's dinner and then suits. Suits. And then usually I'd be like Tamara and I watch a couple, you know, watch some, we'll watch some news. We usually watch, um, did she get hit with any of the, any of the suits shrapnel or she avoided it completely? Oh no, she she sat through a few, and like she, you know, I told her, I said, "This, this isn't you know, it's not Sorkin where you go." I said, "You can pretty much plop in and have somebody kind of just feed you." And yeah, and I think there's a drastic drop after season six. You know, it's not uh-huh. you know, it's it was time for it to end. All right, yeah. yeah. It happens. It was time for a chat. Were you a fan of the like the horror sci-fi anthology, like the either Twilight Zone or what was the other one? Outer Limits. That was the other black and white one back in the. I liked the Outer Limits. Yeah. Tales for from the, the next, Crypt. That was in the eighties. Thirty seconds. We will take control of your. That's television. right. We'll, That's we'll, right. Horizontal and the. Yeah. You're welcome to the Outer Limits. The one I loved just because of the eeriness of the opening was this one called Tales from the Dark Side. That used to, It was in syndication. It used to come on like Saturday nights at like 7 o'clock or something like that by me. And the fucking, the opening, the music and the voiceover was so creepy. Steve, give me a little Tales from the Dark Side open, will you? I can't remember if the stories were, because I was a kid, so I, I guess everything was. You know, you know one that, that I used to like was Darren McGavin. Was on a show called the Night Night Stalker. Stalker. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that was a, that, and that was I was probably, uh, man, I was probably in, in middle school when that came on. Yeah, and those were those were those are creepy. Darren McGavin, who won. My wife and I just watched that uh, the two part episode on the uh, on the Night Stalker on Netflix. They, they, they were, oh, there it is. Oh. Here it comes. Tremendous. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Phenomenal. But give the American Gladiators a shot because they what they start to do is I didn't see the thirty for thirty. No, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll it's watch more it. about the the guys and and the girls that were the. They uh, got hosed. Athletes. Yeah. Oh, they got hosed, man. Like the thirty for thirty that I watched, like they were doing like they were running like we were. Three, I mean, they were in buses doing tours and yeah. live events. I mean, it was. And it was, in the beginning, wildly unsafe. 
I mean, they gave no consideration oh. to protecting anybody, really. They just no. come up with an idea for a game and just try no. it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys really have the contestant run by and the gladiators will throw axes at them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. See what happens. <laughs> um, official Fingers MC, I genuinely think I could have carried on smoking weed. Got diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy, so weed messes my head up. I wouldn't have battled alcohol and heroin addiction for 21 years of my life. I'm clean of any drugs now, but I do enjoy a cheeky God pint you, brother. when I'm out with the missus. Keep up the good work, fellas. Best podcast around. Yeah, had that uh, THC stigma never been there, and people just had a joint as a fucking alternative legally. Who knows what people wouldn't have. Yeah. They always called it a gateway drug when I was a kid. You know, they were talking about well, Pod, you may think you're just smoking a joint with your friends, but that's a gateway drug. And they said it exactly like that. All with yeah, the Tales yeah, from the Dark Side theme behind them. Because everybody knows that if you get stoned and you enjoy that feeling. You go right to heroin. I mean, no, you go right to you go right to cocaine. Oh, <laughs> because Steve, it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that's why like, wow, man, listen to listen to that guitar solo. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm grinding my teeth over here. Like, oh man, come on. That's yeah, like I, I used to always say, like, my, like, like dudes would be like, man, what, what kind of music do you like? And I'd be like, well, like, you know, like Isley Brothers, you know, you know, some Jeffrey Osborne, like, I, like, like, you know, we, you know, back in the day, a little taste of honey, little barquets, you know. And they'd be like, why do you, I don't understand. Like, I'm like, well, don't you like, you make love, right? Like you listen to music when you make love. Like that's like the time when it's the most important is when you, you know, I said, I'm sorry, man, but I just can't see myself like throwing down the slipknot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially not it. It's not that and I love Cortez. I mean, now stone sour, yeah. I, I probably probably rock when there's some stone sour, but if I'm she sorry, puts man. it on, you're in for it. Well, cool. and and thank you for the make love, by the way. Keeping in mind uh, YouTube's uh, restrictive policies, so I want to I want to thank. Hey, you I'm, for I'm, I'm trying tonight. I'm love. trying tonight. You're a Detroit guy. I never asked you this. Were you a fan of Elmore Leonard? Did you read the Elmore Leonard crime novels that all took place like in Detroit? No, I read. No. Okay. All right. As a kid growing up, <coughs> I read. Um, I was a huge Marvel comic guy, like you know, like a kid. Like I, I and it was like I never read DC. I didn't. I didn't buy DC. And this is back when you would go to the grocery store and you'd put a dime on one side and two pennies on the other, and you'd push it in, and the, yeah. the comic book would wow. fall. You know. Yeah, and then or you go up to West Grange Drugstore, and they had a rack, and they had all the. Co- I, mean, I remember like you'd get your allowance. We used, I used to get two bucks for allowance, so I would get you know I would, I would always buy like my favorites were I'd always get Captain America, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, and then it'd be like, all right, like I'd, I'd look at it, like okay, I'll get Hulk. I'll, I'll get Iron Man because only twelve cents, but then you got to start looking around because there might be a twenty-five cent, like the big thick up twenty-five cent adventure. 
you still want to get some penny candy. So you had to kind of, you know, like the guy, the guy that always got no love would be like Submariner. Like you, you know, you, you, every once in a while, you know, you'd, you'd read a Submariner. But like, I, I had some buddy, I had a buddy of mine that was like, like super high intelligent guy, and um, he always got Doctor Strange. So I would always think we would we would trade books, you know. But I kept mine. Or Daredevil was another one I liked. And then there was a guy called Robert Bell was in the back of the comic books and he sold vintage comics. So I would save my money up and I would buy like, I had like the like daredevil two, three, four, five, like back when daredevil was yellow and black. And, you know, like I just, I, I just absolutely was, so that was like probably till I was, I don't know, 12, maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, I was, then I started watching. Then, then it was like basketball, yeah. and the only thing I, I read, I read the Conan novels, I read the Tarzan novels, and I read Doc Savage. I don't know if anybody remembers the Doc Savage books, mm-hmm. but I used to buy the Doc Savage books, and I'd read those. And then when I got a little bit older, I started, um, I started reading um, Harold Robbins novels. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorites was Goodbye Jeanette. There was a Seventy Nine Park Avenue. There's Dreams Die Hard. I mean, there's a. I used to read all those trashy Harold Robbins novels. Yeah. yeah. I, did you ever have any eva- comic books of value that you wish you had held on to? Like, oh my God, I had like I had so many number ones because I was oh. so old. I was like I had Silver Surfer. Um, from one to, I mean, I had the. I want to think in the I, room, I, letting us know. By the way, Doc Savage was the inspiration for Superman. That's from uh, I ben did not Lutz. know that. Interesting. Would you have the number one of Silver Surfer? Yeah, Silver Surfer. See, late eighties was too late for me. Right. I, I had a friend that was so into comics. So like I tried like, and, and he had, he was like, he was one of those that it's really funny. That line in the sand between DC and Marvel, he was like a DC guy. So like it was all DC stuff. And he dragged me to my first comic book convention. This was like before comic con, obviously this was like, I want to say mid eighties, maybe like 83, 84. And they had like creation comics was the name of the big, they would take over one of the hotels in New York and, and it was, I could, I mean, the whole, seeing the whole subculture for it, but I had wandered away from the comic book area and I went into a room and they were screening the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was a huge horror film mark as a kid. And uh, so I'd wandered away and saw like some of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I feel like because I was forced to kind of like this stuff, I would buy comics. So I feel like I had stuff. That might have been worth something. I know I had a, a wanted comics from 1951. I don't know if that means anything, but I bought it at one of those conventions just because it looked different. I didn't really care about the superhero stuff. I kind of got that through wrestling, I have to say. You know, I, I also, I, I, uh, I think my aunt or my, so, somebody bought me, there used to be a, a, a magazine, it was called Famous Monsters of Film Lab. Sure, of course. And I got a subscription to it. 
Good for you. I, I had some version of Fangoria. That was yeah, that was I the later. For, for two, well, I had Creepy and Eerie. I, I used to read those, the Creepy and the Eeries. Um, but this famous monsters of Filmland, I got a I've got an uh, issue of that for. I would. I mean, until I left to college, it was still coming. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it just never stopped, and I never renewed it. It just they just kept sending it to me. I loved. Um, I would. I would read those Fangoria's cover to cover, and um, uh, Dom. Dom's here, right? He showed up. You mentioned earlier that, uh, or I guess it was West Tales from the Dark Side was George Romero's creation. George Romero, of course, of right. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Dead whole series the pittsburgh Do you remember deal. the first time you saw that um well black and white night of the living dead i had so been desensitized i had seen all of the slasher oh, horror stuff man, in the dude, 80s I, so saw, I saw that when it was it, i it was like, like it was a, it felt like it was a news clip yeah it, it wasn't scary to me oh man it rocked it rocked me yeah yeah I remember, like, all those classics. If I'd seen those first, I think it would have had an impression. Like, Dementia 13 and all those classic horror films. Uh, because they were light on gore and it was just more about atmosphere and stuff. And they were in black and white, so it was kind of removed from my time. I, See, we had black and white TV. You know, that was the whole thing. We had black and white TV, too. Like, a couple of them black and white, but then we had the color one in the living room. So, but yeah, so, but yeah they mean, didn't that, scare that's, me. There, there, there wasn't even... a. I mean, you know, it was a it was a big deal when finally, you know, the FBI came on TV and it was in color. Oh, and when they started like, broadcasting, yeah, they started in color. broadcasting yeah, in color yeah. everything. I remember when Gilligan's Island like was on it. I think it came out at seven thirty, uh, and um, it was you know it was in black and white, and then all of a sudden it just showed up. And I Dream of Genie was the same thing. You know, it was just that 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 period where everything jumped and everything became color. Yeah, I was just like, man, I could, I can't believe that Ginger and Barbara Eden could look any better than they do. But boy, they do, they do in color. Um, <clears throat> Dom, can you can you come up for a minute? I want to ask you as a Pittsburgh guy. I have one question for you. Hey, what's up? Hey, <laughs> did you have living in Pittsburgh? Did you ever have a Tom Savini encounter? You know what? Of course so you did. Goes to. I heard rumors that he remember you texted me about the pleasure bar, which is like down, like right by me in Bloomfield. Basically. Yes. I fucking walk by that place all the time. Well, I heard him and George Romero would go there and that's where they would drink and kind of party at. Well, no joke, Sean, like I'm seriously like two weeks ago, I'm walking down my street to my house and I think I see Tom Savini there. So I did, I did. I thought that guy looks familiar. He looks mm -hmm. super familiar. And as he's walked by, I was like, wait a second. I think that was Tom Savini. And I'm sure. Absolutely. See, so. You're a local. You get to enjoy that stuff. Tom Little Savini, <laughs> Tom Savini, and Stephen King, my childhood idols. It's, the, it's absolutely why girls didn't talk to me, and I had to play cards instead because of things like this. Phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> we should do a whole horror show episode. Well, it's what we practically are. Um, Extreme King says, "I'm glad Kevin said what he said about the Tiger Driver." It's a stupid move to take, and it isn't worth it. But unfortunately, if you don't do insane moves nowadays, wrestling fans will say you can't wrestle. We're going to get to that in, in a bit. So hang on there, Extreme King. Mm. Fred Hill. 
we still have feedback from last last week that we haven't gotten to. <laughs> it's, it's a fine segment to move to the main topic there. Punk Metalhead says Steve should have to do the next show locked in the stocks from the Middle Ages for fucking up the audio. So Steve is shackled to his desk today and, and, and upside I'll quote, down. I'll quote Scott Hall. Yeah, I'm the last perfect person on the planet they nailed to a cross. So. Very good. Nate Nizzle, it is clear that Sean doesn't pay attention when Nash talks about anything wrestling related. Sean hasn't given a damn about wrestling since 2001. Well, he's not entirely wrong with my not caring very much about wrestling since 2001 or whenever. I, 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 I can't invest the same amount of interest. I just don't think it's as interesting. But, um, you know, I have a script in front of me. I'm changing stuff. I'm moving stuff. If occasionally I miss something, you know, it's not the end of the world. The table for three segment they're talking about from last week where I thought you were talking about a promo. And uh, you were, in fact, referencing table for three which airs on the WWE Network along with a lot of other stuff borrowed, borrowed repackaged from kayfabe commentaries. Um, WWAEW Marvel fans says, quote, uh, L.A. Knight is a ripoff of The Rock, yet you're the same guy who literally ripped off The Wizard of Oz. You're just a bitter superstar from the past slamming new talent down on the ground. I'm obviously... Absolutely disgusted by that awful take coming from someone who I respect. It's, this has to be a work, right? Because yeah, because the, the Wizard, Wizard of Oz, the thing Wizard of Oz sends sends him off at the end, and it's like a little cat that looks like red buttons. So there there was no guy with it with it. There was no seven foot five guy with a with a, with a, a dunce cap on that was the Wizard of Oz. See, that was my entire. And on top of that, I wasn't the Wizard of Oz. I was Oz. That's true. You were the whole damn city. I was city. Oz. My, when you saw underneath when I came out, it just said Oz. It didn't say the Wizard of Oz. So I was Oz, and as I've said a million times, I was an actual geographical region that didn't exist in anywhere but the film. So... You go out there and you play a geographical region, and I'm putting over Scarface and the Crow, and I'm and I'm pulling off a geographical region, a whole fictional city, unbelievable. And guess where that yellow? Guess where that yellow brick road led? Yeah, that's right, buddy. The Happy Trail. Hmm. Right up the old mid saginal plain. Guys out there, if you like what we do here, if you like this podcast, we see a lot of great comments that you do on YouTube and Twitter, and it's so appreciated because what we do is different. It's a bit of a risk to say we're just going to come on and not do what all the other wrestling podcasts do. Or, um, or, or come on and not have any idea what we're going to talk about. Where we're going. <laughs> Oh, and, and you listen on Apple. I know a lot of people prefer the audio for their commutes and stuff, and that's cool. Um, why don't you leave a positive review on your Apple podcast gimmick or whatever your podcast outlet is? Of, I say Apple because it's about 60%. If you like of, us. Of our if market, not, if or not, 50%. You know, various. If not, go listen to something else. But, um, yeah, but, you, you know, because... Uh, 
Yeah, we've got, we've, often, got we've had the same we've had the same three reviews for like a year and they're all three negative. It's, it's like, so funny. I don't know how they sort them for some of these sites that we're, we're so easily hateable. It's just, you know, the aggregate data. But in the beginning, before our before we shed our audience that that did not belong here. Before we threw the people out of the club that didn't belong inside, um, people would post negative comments when we first started and they didn't like political discussion or, or our take on a particularly pl- – so they would flame the whole show with, you know, F this, one star, blah, blah, blah. But some of these sites that aggregate those reviews for Apple, like they, they sit there on the top. And we and I know I, I read the many comments on Apple, the 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 very nice ones. Went through a whole list of them today. So please continue to do that. And maybe some of these sites that don't want us why are we hated? What why why are they skewing the audience against us? There are plenty of comments they could lead on their site with chartable. Kishman took us chartable. But it's these three comments from a year and from a year ago. 53 episodes, by the way, ago. You, you know, just... We're going we're to have a new segment. Yeah. The, the new segment is I get to blast somebody from person, some, impersonating somebody else. Okay. So can, can I, can, can, you want to go into this week's segment? You have it already? Oh, yeah. I, I, this, this, I, and we, we, you and I talked about it. We, we both watched uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. with Bill Maher. Yes. And I just want to say this. If you're going to run for president, Robert Kennedy Jr., you cannot, okay, impersonate Catherine Hepburn on Golden Pond. Okay? Can we have a little bit of it, please? Go ahead. I think it's, it goes something like this. So, right there, I, I tried to get Sir Sirhan out of jail because he shot the brother and Merck and Pfizer didn't make the vaccines. It was the military complex. I've got 20% because I am the only other person running and everyone hates Joe Biden because he's been assassinated. Shut the fuck up. What is the condition called? It is, uh, let me look here. It's going to be something. It's called, it's called you, Spasmic dysphonia he has. Is that what that is? Yes. It's I just a, thought it was his voice. Involuntary movement disorder. Oh, he's affect, not doing that. That affects voice. the... Fo- <laughs> the ABC News. I don't know. Oh, yes. and oh, and, and the organization Dysphonia International. Dysphonia.org. So are, some, are, we gonna, are we really going to put somebody... I, I'm sorry. Chris Christie, you know... Finally, his they dropped, and now he's going after Trump. That's great. Sorry, nobody that heavy's getting in the office. 
I mean, that ain't happening. And people are like, oh, Trump's having Hey, too there's big a difference for- between, between a 200-pound girl and a 400-pound girl. Okay, number two. Taft nope. was huge, but this nope. was before nobody, television. Nobody is going to listen to Kennedy. And I, and I, I didn't realize he had a condition. I just thought that's how, because he hasn't been anywhere in so long. I haven't heard the guy speak. I just know that it was it was chalkboard fingers on the chalkboard, right? So, by my apologies to your condition, but geez, dude, you're st- still this like, everything on earth being a conspiracy. Yeah. All right. So, so too heavy, Chris Christie, too heavy. We're saying that too, too heavy. Are we still at the time when uh, I had this discussion yesterday with some? Are we still at a time where we're like? I mean, we had a black president, which I th- which I thought would break all. That that was like the, the, yeah, the atomic he, bomb on barriers what, to. What he did was he he went eight years without a scandal. His his family went without scandal, and the uh, the people that 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 want to uh, press the, the critical race theory said like. Hey man, like this, this is bullshit. Like we can't have some black man running the country and not causing any trouble for eight years. Like this is really making us look bad. So we got to do with it. I got an idea. I'll go over by his house with some weapons. That's what they just got some idiot that was at the, uh, January in the January at the rest of the, uh, Insurrection. They just arrested some guy at Obama's crib. Uh huh. Come on, man. Really? I don't know. Will we have an Italian president? Will we have a, like like ethnic presidents? You know, someone born to a Polish immigrant. Uh, like, is it is it is it is it, is it fair game now? Is is the uh, is the, is, just... the is the field leveled? Well, number one, Biden hasn't like. If you if you look at the things that we were that that we were all up in arms about that he had to be killed, like with the inflation and all these other things, the inflate like the, the stock markets is is termed back bull. Yeah, those were the ebbs and flows of a presidency. We had right. Russia, which fucked up the oil thing for a few minutes, but you, you know, know he released more reserves, and it's. Gas is where it, you know, is much lower. Yeah, it's it's. We do have infrastructure, and that, that was clearly shown when ninety five was, you know, I ninety five caved in, and they said that would be months before that thing uh, was fixed, and that thing was was fixed in ten days, mm-hmm. enough to get, you know, like we said, enough to get transportation back and forth, uh, you know. Up ninety five, which was is a pretty significant uh, road, yeah, yeah, hub for uh, for commerce. Uh, I mean, really, when it comes to it's like it's the Fourth of July, and I'm watching the news, and like just I don't know where somebody says, and they found a small bag of cocaine in the West Wing. But the Biden family wasn't there. And I'm thinking, 
so wait, wait, but Hunter was there earlier to pick up his dad. They dropped like an eight ball. Like, like, wait, what, 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 what is, what is that? What's the angle? Yeah. Yeah. Like who's to say it wasn't there from, you know, I mean, the story I heard was that Trump has to wear a diaper because he partied so hard during the Studio 54 days. He blew his shit out. So, but I will say this. I watched a clip, and they were talking to uh, golfer uh, John Daly. Mm. And John, they they said, um, what kind of a golfer was Trump? And uh, John Daly said, ah, Trump hits a good ball. He says, yeah, but uh, I heard his, the, you know, his, his best you know, best thing he pulls out of his bag is the pencil. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. That was Clinton. Clinton was the, was the guy that changed the score. He says, Trump's, Trump's, a, Trump's a pretty good golfer. So. There you go. I don't, I don't know why I threw that in there, but you know, well, interesting. I'm, I'm a daily fan. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I, I didn't know that. I mean, I he, he's <laughs> got kind of a Charles Barkley swing to me, but obviously, it, he he hits the ball. What's the midsection? Well. I mean, you know, it, you know, golf. It's it's all about torque. You know, it's all about the turn. And you know, if you're carrying too much in the middle, that gets tougher and tougher. Yeah. You mentioned Kenny Omega before, and I just wanted to bring up. Uh, the quote from him before we move on to problems in the world beyond wrestling, Israel and whatnot. Um, the uh, criticism of the uh, of the Tiger Driver spot, right? And uh, he said uh, the following: people that wanted to shit on something, or people that want to frown upon something. Or for people that want to say, well, if it were me, I wouldn't have done that. I didn't get to where I was by being able to do things that everyone else could do. So this is more along the lines of that this was planned. Now is the the narrative. Oh, I I absolutely believe 100% that that this Tiger Bomb was planned. I just think that I don't think that they planned it to be like I I planned to powerbomb uh Paul big, White. Big show, yeah. Yeah, I, I planned to power bomb him. It didn't turn out <laughs> that way, but you know, actually I, I didn't want to say anything because I Paul told me that he, he would he would strangle me to death if I ever brought it up, but that was actually a tiger bomb. That oh, I hit that, that I you were intending to do. Yes, that Paul. was uh, that was and what it what it basically is is um, and, and now that the cat's out of the bag, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's the world's largest tiger bomb. So, Kenny, I get it, man. There's there's a lot of people that, that can't do that move. But in that ring that night was over 800 pounds, and we pulled it off to perfection. So when you called it, did Paul hesitate at all when you said, tiger, tiger driver? Bomb. Tiger driver. Tiger, tiger driver. No, I, I, I called it a tiger bomb, mm. you know, because it was, you know, it was, it was our version and we had been doing it all around the horn. And, um, but, you know, it just didn't get much coverage in Shreveport, Biloxi, Mobile, you know. So when, when, when I called the, you know, tiger driver bomb, he knew, 
You know, and it's just and and he wouldn't have done anything that he couldn't handle. He doesn't do things no, that most he, other he's, people and, can and do. This day you ask him, did did he? Was there any besides the concussion I gave him? Was there anything uh, that that he would uh, retract from that? And it's just like no, because I, I, I'm pretty sure that we got five stars for that that match. Well, it wasn't in Japan, so you probably got four. No, we got five. You got five. Yeah. Okay. Well, because of Japanese move, maybe incorporating well, the, whole, the Japanese move. So much of that psychology was was so super strong anyway. You, know, you worked super, super strong got, style got, that night. Yeah, super strong style the entire match. So uh, yeah, but that was like I say. Smaller guys, you know, I, 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 you know, I've been roasted for calling people vanilla midgets, but you know, Kenny, I, I think is is a, a, a special breed. Um, Osprey obviously is a, a special breed, uh, and you know, I would just maybe get those guys with Chris Christie get on a little bit of a a bulking diet. And see if they can pull that out at, at, at 300 pounds a piece. Like you and Big Show. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Show no, was, oh, was five. Show was for you. Was, yeah, it was over five sixty. Right? I was like 335. So, I mean, you that, you got a ways to go. You're, yeah. You know. So you get it. Like when you read the, the quotes from. Oh, from, yeah. Get I it. get it, man. People, and the haters, like to this day, people say, you know, people bring that up. And say at that time you screwed up that, and it's just like in my, I just laugh because to me it's just like man, like you, what a mark! Like you didn't you've never real- seen the tiger driver, tiger driver bomb. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, right. of course it's going to look different with with nine hundred pounds, but the tiger bot, the tiger power bomb, driver power bomb, bomb driver bomb, is uh, it's it's a. I just, what can I say? Yeah, and and you were in your Big John Stud phase at the time too, which made it, which made. Well, that's it right. I, I was telling it. people that they couldn't slam me. I was, it was a, <laughs> right. a monetary, monetary uh, value if you could slam. Me. And was White doing the I'm Andre's son gimmick too? Because that would have been interesting to have like Stud and and Andre's son from the old classic WWF feud. So much well, we, to unpack we, in that one. Yeah, you know, we talked about me actually coming down as the Yeti that night. But we thought, let's just leave it where it's at. Yeah. You don't want to give them too much. You got to keep well, them. Especially when you're doing it from O'Hara Arena in Dayton. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few arenas that you can actually see the drop ceiling from every shot in the ring. Any that basketball played, hoops that, in the background, like the? Uh... No, but I, I played a high school all star game uh, in Dayton, Ohio, at the O'Hare Arena back in '77. So, really... yes, <laughs> and it was a shithole then, right? You know, another Tiger, wrestler mentioned Tiger, you this Tiger week. Bar, Tiger Parabop, driver. Guys, are you working on the shirt? I hope the crew is supposed to know when they hear gold. To tiger start driver, making the shirt. Bomb, power driver, bomb, tiger, bomb. You need an animated Nash throwing giant down on his head. Um, another wrestler mentioned you this week. 
uh, positively. Your boy, uh, Alex Shelley. Uh, someone asked. Ah, finally, they see some somebody likes me. <laughs> someone asked him um, what he learned uh, from being with you for like a year. Right, you guys were together. Yeah, for, we were together for. I mean, yeah, um, and this was his response. On uh, this was on Twitter. Um, I know the guy that asked him this question. <laughs> Not that we planted it or anything, but on the Click This podcast. Oh, always has high praise for you. Like anytime your name gets brought up or anything like that. Uh, what is some of the major things that you kind of learned for, from Kevin, like yeah. moving on with your career and developing? Like I've learned from Kevin in life, um, not just wrestling. Cause I was with the guy for over a year, <clears throat> like a lot too. Uh, at impact and then outside the ring as well. And um, basically if I had to like really just encapsulate a few of the lessons I got from him, I remember him telling me you're most powerful when you don't care. And right. I hate to say it this way. It's not that I don't care about losing the belt. It's that I know that one day I will lose the belt. Right. So I don't care what anybody says about it. Like that's why I have the attitude I do going into these matches coming up. Like if you can beat me, beat me fine. I'm still going to do things my way. I, understood working with Kevin too, that there is something sublime about wrestling as far as connecting with the audience. The audience sees through a lot of bullshit. Uh, if something isn't authentic, uh, and usually that's the case of the wrestlers themselves, trying to do something that doesn't come naturally to them, whether that's emotionally or physically, the fans will catch on and that'll rattle the wrestlers too. So he said the best way to be successful is honestly go out there and entertain yourself. Do what comes naturally to you. Do what you think is going to be cool or different or interesting or easy or fun. If you can do those things, then it parlays with success. And I do agree with that completely. I mean, there's way more lessons than that. But those two, I thought, were quite paramount. Plays right into what we've been talking about with doing something authentic rather than impersonating right well it's and that's the whole thing is it's just like there's so many people that agree that he's that that um that that la is is doing the uh is doing the rock thing a, a rock slash austin and it's just I mean, the guy's been in the business for like ten years. I mean, he was in MBA. Like, why? I, why didn't he get over anywhere else? Well, wasn't the thing that he was going to be let go, or he said he feared being let go last year? I've always said that if, you, if you're not over in three years, you're just not going. It's just not probably going to happen. That used to be then. Then I would go down to NXT and I'd ask a guy, I'm "Like, how long you been here?" It'd be like four years, five years. And I'd be like, "This is before NXT was like had its own show." Actually, these guys were like in developmental for three, 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 four years, five years. And I'd be like, "Hmm, you know." But you know, and, and the whole thing too is it's it's really easy when you're six foot ten and 305 pounds drug-free to say, yeah, well, I, 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 got, I made it. I, of course I made it because I was the, the biggest human being that, that 
that was in the business and Vince loved size and we had the feds down our back. So, but just because the stars align right for you, you know, the stars align right for Kenny because he didn't get paralyzed. There's a lot, there's a lot of luck in what we do. Mm. I'm just not going to take all the assets that I've gathered in the last 30 years and put it, go to the roulette wheel and put it on double green zero and give it a spin. That's that's the plan. Yeah. That's just, that's to me. I'll, I'll put it in, and I'll, I'll just continue to put my money in my little Berkshire Hathaway class B stock. And I think anybody that's been watching this show, I think we've, I, I, I brought it up at around 270 ish. I don't know what it closed at today. Um, but I think it's around 343. So I don't know. If you're out there and you're making 10, 12% on your money, hey, God bless you. And if you're not, and you're worried about the, what, what kind of wheels you got on your car, have a good life. Um, the, I, I have no segue for this, but uh, in the Israeli-Palestinian um, conflict is nothing new. Um, but it's kind of it, it to me. It's the um, the kind of the, the barometer of when shit is going to really start to percolate. Like when it, when it gets, gets volatile. When 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 the, when the Middle East, when that when when the Palestinians and the Israelis, when it, when it starts. Because my wife and I, like, my wife wants, wants to go to Jerusalem, and I've been. And she's like, that's someplace I really want to go on this, on this, you know, on this earth before I die. And we always, like, we, so we keep a, a very uh, close look on, on the Israeli situation. Well, right now, would, would not, if you were playing Stratego, there's way too many bombs out there. So it's like, no, I'm not, we're not going to go. But this is the first time. Right, when you and I were talking about this, yeah, that we were, you know, that there was an actual news clip of the conflict, and it's usually, you know, a couple of Israeli soldiers, and there's on this other side of some burning uh, tires, there's some young Palestinian kids, and they're throwing rocks, and maybe occasionally a, a malt of cocktail, where this time they were in like a wedge formation with three armored vehicles and they're moving at a, a decent clip you know they're not crawling and they're they're being hit with rocks and, and a, an occasional malt of cocktail but if you've ever been in any situation whether and I have I've never been in real combat, but I've been in, in simulated combat uh, through training. And there are distinct sounds that belt-fed uh, automatic weapons make. And when you have three of the same weapons, 
firing at the same time, even though the, the, the belts are being fed, not, it's not a, a simultaneous, they're not being simultaneously fired, but the sound is basically, it's, it's being reproduced, you know, it's like if you had it was a marching band and they've got the big giant bass drum and they're banging that drum those three drums don't need to be hit simultaneously for you to know that those three drums are being hit right and that's the same thing with these these automatic weapons that are they're they're, they're saying that they're being fired upon and all i can hear is the israeli uh automatic uh weapons being fired and i'm like this is the first time in my life I've ever seen this kind of aggression uh, clearly displayed against the Palestinians. And, you know, we have this and then we have the, this. The, the, like I still can't believe the, the guy from the Wagner group's alive. We think. Well, I, I, we guess. Yeah. Um. But um, he, I, I bet you he's got a, like a, a Kobe Bryant jersey on right now. Well, the comparisons and, between him. Yeah, him and Kobe. He's, he probably bailed. Do you think he's still hanging out in Belarus? I would. He's even on a fucking train to Paris. Well, that's a hell of a place to go to. It's a, it used to be used to be in the in the old in the old days if he. Oh yeah, Paris. Yeah, all you got to do is, you know, lay down for for uh, yeah, Adolf. Lay, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll put up the, the white flag in twenty seconds. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, it seems to me like they'll they'll, they'll riot at at, at 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 a drop of a hat. And uh, I said, you know, I said it earlier when we were talking. I said that yeah. I, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a scrum. To see who lights that Olympic torch, <laughs> and with what? <laughs> exactly, Molotov cocktail, flamethrower, like, and that's not funny, man. It's, I mean, it's but Paris is Paris ain't your mama's Paris. Paris is burning. Um. Well, it is time for the stiff one of the week, and uh, this week our friends at Factor helping us out here with our stiff one of the week. You know what factor is? You know what factor is? I'll tell you, it's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. That's what it is, for goodness sakes. And uh, healthy eating made easy. That's what it is all about. That is the whole thing with factor. Okay, you're looking for wholesome, convenient meals. It's summer. Okay, you want to support your sunny, active days. Speed comes into play here, guys. We're talking two minutes for these fresh meals, and you are ready to rock. Want to feel your best while making the most of your summer adventure? Well, stick to your wellness goals with premium, ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients. Talking broccolini, leeks, asparagus. Treat yourself to 34 weekly restaurant-quality options, more than 34, as a matter of fact. Options like uh, bruschetta shrimp risotto and green goddess chicken, grilled steakhouse, filet mignon, ready in two minutes. That's the beauty here. The speed, the convenience, and the healthy ingredients. Uh, flavor-packed options are on the menu. It doesn't matter what your particular diet restrictions 
or uh, plans are. When I filled out my form, I could do uh, calorie smart. You could do vegan, veggie, protein plus, uh, chef's choice, prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals, no matter what they are from a dietary standpoint, okay? And listen, you can round out the meals with the snack supplies now, more than 45 add-ons, baby. Talking apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites. Start your day with those. Um, and uh, Or a bacon and egg breakfast skillet. So, guys, we want you to get in the game here. Head to uh, factormeals.com slash click 50. You know why the 50? I'm going to blow your mind right now. Use that code KLIQ50 to get 50% off. That's right, code click 50 at factormeals.com slash click 50 will get you 50% off. Thank you, Factor. Thank you for your product that I enjoy. And uh, thank you for helping us out and sponsoring our uh, segment this week. So this this stiff one actually comes from our Nash and Friends this month. This is a clip of um, Vince Russo talking about uh, Paul Heyman and what he thinks they can do to Paul Heyman on WWE television uh, to make it more interesting. If you like this clip, you can be part of Nash and Friends if you go to click this TV and join up. Let's see what he says. You know what they're asking in the chat, Vince? They want to know what you thought think of Paul Heyman with Bloodline. I, I hate it, bro. You, you know what I say? If the WWE wants to save money, and I've been saying this for the last two years, bro. Bro, remember, remember what movie was it? Remember Mary Poppins, bro? You know, Sean, you know, bro. You and I remember the same age. Remember Mary Poppins with uh, uh, Julie Andrews. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. And remember then the animated animals would come out and dance and sing. Bro. Yes. Bro, listen, here's my Paul Heyman idea. Bro, make him an animated character on the TV because he's a cartoon anyway. So have him come out with Roman, but he's animated, bro. This way, you don't got to pay him. You don't got to pay for the trans. You don't got to pay for the playing fair. Let him just be a cartoon, bro, because that's what he, bro, he kills it for me. He kills it for me with the over-the-top faces and overacting and the, the, the hand. Oh, my, bro. And what does it go back to? You know what it goes back to, Sean? Nobody would act that way. That's what it goes back to. Nobody would ever act that way. Only in wrestling, bro. Realism, really? Right? So, so, so you think that after being on the television for like 10 years, that you wouldn't come out every week and tell the crowd what, what your you name are. was? <laughs> well, I, it, it drives me nuts. Okay, here's my, here's my new pet peeve. Not even pet peeve. This makes it where I have to mute Raw. Seth freaking Rollins is taking a step. Seth freaking Rollins is Seth. Oh, and here comes the A-lister. And it's supposed to be like sports. You know? It's like, if I hear Seth freaking Rollins. I know, I know. It's like, what the? Is that, there that, anything that, less cool than freak? Yeah. And you <laughs> Who know that's that, freaking. That's like so fucking yeah. and, 
I almost made it through that clip without an F bomb. Oh yeah, oh, almost. <laughs> Guys, you can join the fun and also our audience here. We have people here sending us comments throughout the show. Go to clickthistv.com. Doing very well with that, and we're working hard to bring you guys new, uh, different content, uh, exciting content every month, and we will continue to do so. It's kind of like the love boat. Well, I was considering dressing like Gavin McLeod. He's got the full football going. My daughter always comments, if Love Boat is on television in my house, which it frequently is, that the belt line on Gavin McLeod goes up as the show goes on, season after season. He almost oh, he's, he's, doesn't need a shirt at this point. Yeah, he's, 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 he's definitely in the Hawk era. Yeah, he's, Hawk, Hawk, Hawk's trunks are about here. Hawk Hawk's, did have Hawk, very high yeah, trunks, Hawk's yeah. pants were right below his, his his peck line. Did you ever watch that video, that home video that, that I sent you that was shot by uh, uh, Jimmy Garvin of the guys yeah. backstage? Oh, I, it's so adolescent. Oh, my God. Is that what the hell goes on back there? No, not not, well, not now, maybe, but. But I, it's, it, I swear those guys had eaten mushrooms or something. I mean, it was like, it, that's. So... Or or nobody had like because remember how big video cat like it, it would it wouldn't be like somebody just picking their their phone up and going hey asshole I'm over here and you say something I mean it's, you know back in those days you know it'd be like somebody be in the yeah hey I'm, you know couldn't focus so. the thing half the time uh, Florida man Jersey guy everyone's favorite segment Kevin I I, I missed last time. You have to redeem yourself here. But as you said last week, you were you wanted to lose to prove that you were mortal. So I had to. I yeah. had to do the I had to do the job to Buster Douglas or, or we weren't gonna be able to get any 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 line on our next on our next bout. Um this uh okay, let's go here. Uh two headlines for anyone playing along that is not familiar with this. Two headlines. Uh one from uh, a Jersey guy, one from a Florida man. Uh, first headline, man blames voodoo after impregnating 13-year-old girl. Okay. Second headline, driver of fire truck arrested for crack cocaine. Okay, first one, if you're playing along at home, you can. We should do some kind of live gimmick well we have a live audience why don't you guys vote steve bring up some of the hold on over this i gotta hear it again man blames voodoo after impregnating a 13 year old girl and the second headline driver of fire truck arrested for crack cocaine I think I stopped. Oh, he no i just struggling with it, this it, one? no because it's it there's there's no there's nothing indicative in in the headline, no, so you have to go with you feeling. Have to, you have to you go have with to your gut. Yeah, you have to go with your yeah. gut. I'm gonna go with fire truck and crack cocaine to uh, Florida. So the voodoo, voodoo would impregnating be, would be Jersey, Jersey, and the fire truck crack is. Well, let's see. Ryan thinks voodoo is Florida. Uh, anybody else voting? All right. Well, I can tell you that you should have gone with Ryan because in 
I got to get the city. In West Palm Beach, a Florida man is claiming that voodoo was responsible for the impregnation of the 13-year-old girl. Uh, the girl was admitted to the hospital after suffering severe abdominal pain. And uh, God help us all. Uh, she was six months pregnant and uh, the victim of this charming individual here who uh, blamed this on voodoo. And then we go to Jersey. We go to the town of Franklin Township. A little bit of... Uh, well, there's so many compartments on those fire trucks when you look at them. I mean, you pro there's probably a lot of pressure to fill each one of those drawers and decided that one of them would be, you know, for the crack. For God's sake. This is getting to the point now to, to stump me where man draws circle on wooden, wooden crates and... Uh, Guy cuts cuts lawn with cap on backwards. That's where we're at right now. Well, you can't always have something indicative of, of the city. Well, you you made it so easy sometimes. You were like, no publics in New Jersey, idiot. Well, you know, I mean, no, but I mean, it, now it's just, it's, it, now I'm just playing. I'm doing my I'm doing my SAT and it's the math and I'm just fifty fifty in it. Making the color the design with the circles. <laughs> yeah, Christmas tree. Oh. Well, I, folks. You know, I, I thought because of the Jamaican influence in New York that they might it, it may have lingered down to Jersey was my thought there. Yes, but I I did put some thought into this. The uh, in Miami, well, this was West Palm Beach, but still in Miami, you do have a very big like Santeria and Voodoo and the yeah, but West Palm is like seventy five miles. Well, West Palm, yeah, they, but I'm saying to to hear the headline, yeah. you could also go to Florida. Go to uh, I see. To me, when I hear Voodoo, I hmm. think of hmm. like New Orleans, like Louisiana. Like I think that more of the voodoo, more of a, uh, a kind of a Cajun, that kind of a vibe, which would be more of a. I just it just feels more New York. Yeah, you know, you get it. Then and, and, and to me, like, I, I don't know, crack. I mean, crack cocaine's crack cocaine and fire trucks is everywhere, so. That's true. They both exist, but often not together, which is no, which makes no. this game so much fun. But but here here's one I got. I've got to say this. So that I was looking for people to follow on Instagram that you know just to broaden my horizons, and I found this this woman last night. She's a young woman, and she's uh, for a minute there. I thought that I was I was I I, I didn't like her. I didn't. I mean, it took me a couple. You know, I had to follow her for a minute and, and listen through to realize that the first one that I, I, I listened to was sarcasm. But she, she there's a, she's it's either an RN or a, or a doctor that she's talking to from from a hospital. This is in Texas, and the mother goes in at 15 weeks. And has an ultrasound done, and the child 
doesn't have a head. Okay? And she's the mother's having some 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 medical issues and they tell her they give her an antidepressant and send her home saying that, that they will not uh, abort the, the fetus. And the fetus doesn't have a head. And she's, the, the girl's 21 years old, so she has to go to, to, to New Mexico and pay for this out of pocket. They end up staying at like a Motel 6 because that's all they could afford. And... They basically, she spends the night after the procedure at the Motel 6. They get up and drive from New Mexico back, and she's got a fever. Her fluids are horrible. And, I mean, like she pretty much puts herself, her her life in risk because of of this this Texas ruling. And she said that if the girl should have went, um, to Colorado, and she named another state, but she was saying that never, what the, what the problem was that this girl went to a Catholic hospital in New Mexico. So she went to a religious hospital on top of that. And she said that they would have, like Medicaid, Medicare would have taken care of it. And I think she was in Colorado. And she's like, and then it was several of these in a row where they, you know, they, one, one was missing limbs and all this other thing. They made her go term and the child, child lived four hours. The other was they were having uh, difficulties. The child was stillborn. It was like one horrific thing after another just so... Um, Texas could, you know, abide by their no abortion law. No, and you're going to get shit like this now. I mean, this is the... And uh, it, it is, it, it, you know, and every one of the, the the mothers was, their their health was put at severe risk. Yeah, well, I know. And this is going to be an unfortunate outgrowth of this. Um, and my whole thing is, there's never been a, a, a child that has lived... Any younger than 21 weeks. I think it's 21 weeks, five days is the youngest child ever born. So it's 17 weeks. The child's not going to live. Right. And it's just, it's. Uh, it's on the reality for now. For now. These things. We just got to make sure that, you know, I, I mean, that hmm. there, there, there will be a. Uh, uh, but this is the thing that uh, another thing that really that you know, and, uh, God forbid for, for anybody that doesn't want to hear a political view or uh, a, a pro-choice view, please go in the other room and practice a spinning screw s- screwdriver on your wife. Bomb um, screwdriver bomb. Bomb screwdriver bomb. Um, I, th- I want to think it's Oklahoma. But it's one. It's one of these states that's having like uh, a special vote 
on the abortion amendment in the state and it's either Nebraska, Oklahoma, it's one of these, but it's they're, they're, they're trying to make it a 60-40 pass. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what, when, when, when we, uh, when we got medical marijuana in Florida, we had to get 61% of the vote down here. Like what, what the fuck is that? You know, come on. Yeah. I don't know how they arrive at these. Well, because super they're, majorities. In charge. Super they're in charge, majority. right? You know, the Republicans right. are in charge and they, they set up their, their super majority. And it's, and it's just like, you know, it, it, if, if you're so certain that you I mean that that you want to let the people speak, then let the people speak. Let the people speak on everything. Let the people, you know. I think everything should be on a ballot. And I and and to me, I have never been in sixty four years on this planet. I have never been more appalled and just, I mean, flabbergasted at the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And it's it's a 6-3, and these people are just, I mean, affirmative action is gone. Well, the, this, the thing with the Supreme Court is, <clears throat> and this having nothing to do with their decisions yet, but something we covered where there's no governance over the Supreme Court, something that I, I, I was just never aware of until we started to have the discussions this year about Clarence Thomas and all this, because um, uh, judges and and courts in the lower courts are heavily regulated and heavily overseen right. by by uh, agencies above, and it would make sense, right, that your your highest court in the land, but to to keep the powers of checks and balances in place, you'd have to have total independence. Now, what that didn't take into account is that people will try to game every system possible. And I, I, I have a hard time accepting that these decisions come from the rule of law when they're made and they're not politically driven. I, I think it's I think it's a stretch for everyone to believe the grammar school fantasy that the three bodies of government function independent and autonomously and uh and for the good of all yeah and i mean it, it's just we, we've gotten to the point where we just there has to be term limits on everything i mean if, if the if the president of the united states can only do eight years then senate's eight years house is eight years and the Supreme Court, let's give them 12. You know, let's give them 12 because they were lifetime. But you can't, you can't have somebody that's. The argument you know, against that, though, was always that it would. Um, the deck would be stacked in favor of whatever party was in when that mass retirement or end of term 
would happen, and you can almost predict. Well, you can, you would do it the same way you do it right now. It wouldn't be you couldn't blanket it. It's just like you know where it's staggered, where at midterm, you know, you would lose half. But right now, it's 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 a six three. Um, like everything that's being voted on is is either either six three or, or seven two, and it's and, and it's all all six uh, of the justices that were put in by Republican presidents are it's. What if it wasn't appointees? Would that be an easier? Uh, maybe if it wasn't appointees that they were that they had to be elected. Well, it's gotten to the point for me, you know, where. It, when I was younger and you would go in and you would vote, I really didn't do a whole lot of uh, background checks on judges, uh, you know. And then as you got as you get older and you realize that, like one thing, one one of the the the, the one of the biggest mistakes that I think Obama did was he just really left uh, a lot of the of the judges the the federal judge spots uh, vacant and trump went in and, and, and filled them oh and you look, uh, yeah and you look now you know it's like every judge uh, you know that you look up as a federalist you know so but you i mean it's just like you have to do homework on every it's like you're you you're given a vote and you just if you if you, know, you want if you th- I've said it a billion times. I, I, you know, I didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton, but I knew that voting for Trump because I didn't know what Trump. I mean, I, I had no idea what Trump would. You know, I was like, I was like everybody else. Like maybe it's time to get somebody that's not a politician. And then he was so nasty during the the, the debates. I was like, nah, that this doesn't seem like this is going to be, you know something that's going to be good for the country mm-hmm. and then but but knowing that he was a republican and knowing that that they were going to get two possibly three seats during his term it ended up being three mm-hmm. and you know that that's a game changer right now so sure is sure is uh, a smart play by them to look at at circuit judges and uh, absolutely all over the country and fill that. I, mean, I saw no, that I, happening and I said, "Very interesting." Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's it's someone smarter than Trump obviously advised him uh, to do that. The people that were around him. Um, you know what's smart though? The L.A. Knight thing is spot on. I just think what modern wrestling is all about. I think it's what modern wrestling is all about, and no one cares. Too bad, because he's obviously good. He just needs to be original. I guess we'll address that shortly as well. Kevin, you were in the news a lot this week. Yet again. But not... You didn't run into a burning building and save anybody. No, but it's, it's always because they don't understand they don't know me they don't understand me when i say something they don't there's no background it's just they take what you say and it's in nine times out of ten they didn't watch the show they didn't hear me say it on the show 
So it's hearsay of what I said, and then they're saying, well, you know, well, he buried, you know, the L.A. Knight guy. Okay, now, number one, it's, since we're here, I'm going to go ahead and just address this. Number one, I have never in my life seen that character on television. Okay? So the first time I see him is I watch it. It's the, it's the, the go home for money in the bank, and he walks out, and he cuts that promo. And I was just like, okay, this is a rib, right? And then it's not. It's just what the character is. And I'm like, is that? So I get hot, and then I come on TV, and I, I say, I, I, you got to be kidding me, right? But then they say, well, you buried the guy. I didn't say he couldn't work. I've never seen him in the ring. I didn't say he couldn't throw a punch. I just said it wasn't very original. And then I get back, I get back, um, like I look at my Twitter feed just to see, you know, and it, it, it became, it was just all so negative. So all I do is, it's just, it's just this simple. You're on my Twitter feed and you're giving me shit. I just block you. I'm not going to respond to you. Like one guy said something. He said, oh yeah, well, he said, you're a, uh, a, a copy of Big John Studd. And I said, oh, come on, man. You, can, you can't tell me I didn't have better hair than John Studd. You know, like, that was like my, my only response to anybody. I mean, it was just like, and I just, so, and, and this is the thing. So it's it's yesterday, and it's the 4th of July. And again, another, you know, my son hated the 4th of July. Because he was autistic. Oh, the fireworks. That, that loud noise was, man, that was just, it was not a good day for him. And they, you know, they, and they, they go to four in the morning. And he would just, he, you know, he'd, he'd have his headphones on and just, but, you know, it just, you only wear headphones so long, you know. And then these idiots started four in the afternoon. So, you know, I just was reminiscing and, and missing my son, and I, it, I didn't want to. Definitely didn't want to watch some armed forces band play. Uh, it's a grand old flag while they shot fireworks over New York skyline. It, it really wasn't something that was gonna was gonna grab me. And my wife, you know, her, her her mom came over and her brother came over, and they went up on the roof and they were watching fireworks. But I'm not, I don't give two shits. I'm not going to watch fireworks. So, so you don't go up and join them. You stay in the house. No. Are you seen as antisocial for that? Huh? Or is it just like, ah, it's Kev. He's downstairs. Oh, they know. It's like, number one, it's hot. Number two, it's loud. Number three, it's like, how many fireworks can you see? Like, if I they agree. were shooting, if they were shooting planes down... Absolutely, I'd be up there. If they were like, there was like a, a destroyer out there, and we had and we had artillery, and we were firing at it, trying to knock it out. I would watch that. Something but new. Just to to watch something go up and go pow. After three times, it's like, all right, I'm yeah. done. I get, I, I get it. 
Yeah. I've never seen two fireworks shows that looked very different from one another. Ever. Yeah. It's in there. Oh, here comes the big croissant. Oh, that was great. And in the meantime, let me see Shania Twain, who's like 75 years old. It looks like she backed backed her ass up to a fucking uh, a sander with boots on, hair extensions, trying to look like she's 30, lip sync some old, like, let, like, let me just watch some shit show with, a, with you know, they had the guys from the military, the Marines were rapping in, 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 in their uniforms. And say, fireworks I, on TV. Yeah. It's, we kind of, kind of talked about like watching the call and response thing in WWE on television and not being part of it. Like the Rocky horror picture show, but yes. like you're across the street. You're not in the theater. No. Same thing with the fireworks, I think. Like fireworks on TV, what? And I think that I think that the thing with fireworks is if you go someplace and there's like ten thousand people, and then it's so now it's like kind of a that vibrant ooh ah, and you you know you look at the wonderment of the kids or or you know. I just used to, when I was when I was young, I used to always love when the dud would go off. It'd shoot up and it wouldn't expand. It would be super loud and then the kids would cry. See, I like that, you know, if they, if they promised me. But now it's, it's hey, you want to go to the fireworks? It's probably a real good place for a mass shooting. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my, let me get my car keys. Like, no. That's all you need. Let me go someplace where there's explosions. So if somebody puts a belt-operated machine gun up on top of a parking garage, I'll have no idea until the, the guy next to me's head explodes and somebody's on a, on a July 4th rampage. This I'll is the pass. L.A. Night discussion. I just want to remind everyone this is the L.A. Night discussion portion of yes. the show. Yes, so Kevin well, didn't go up on the roof, but instead he <laughs> instead no. So I've never seen the guy work, and I, I just said what I said. But then when I thought about it after the show was over, I said, "Ah, I, I, I kind of you know." Anytime you bash one of the boys, he's still I don't know, but he's still one of the boys. And then I thought, well, the worst case scenario is that somebody will say I bashed him. And then, like, it will his if he's over, then the people will be like, you know, well, we like him anyway, and he'll you know, they'll push him harder. Like, well, we'll show you, and the people will will get with him more. So Monday so this night, was a covert I, plan to get him pushed. Pushed, absolutely. I think mean, how how am I possibly? Is it, somebody said like once again. Yeah. I, I, these old wrestlers are holding how are we we're holding them down as much as you're sitting in your in your fucking living room getting them pushed you know you like you you have i know you think you guys count you don't okay all i do know is when i was asked to pick somebody i said damian priest and lo and behold, who won the money in the bank? 
we so talked guess, last I, week. We went through the roster. I guess we, I'm not. Yeah, I guess I'm not as, 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 as out of it as uh, it appears. But so I say to myself, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I've, I've taken, you know, the backlash of, 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 of tell, talking, you know, about this guy impersonating The Rock. And I said, let me let me watch him. I watched for three fucking hours. He's not on the show. I'm like, well, what's all the... I swear to Seth freaking Rollins wrestled 13 times. Damian Priest was on it 11. Like, they had so many people that made four and five appearances. And this guy that's super over isn't on the show. And I went, so then before, so today I'm just like, I, I, I Google him and I'm like, okay, is he hurt? What's going on? And he, in Cardiff or wherever, wherever he goes, like he comes out in his gear before, before somebody else's match and, and, and says he retires. And I'm like, Oh God, man! I said, like, Kev, you got to watch where you point that thing. Yeah, I said, but it was just you know it was a work. He ended up, yeah, he ended yeah. Up, where he worked with Mysterio. Uh, he worked with Ray that night and uh, did the job uh, to somebody that's um, getting ready to retire. But um, he addressed the rock comparisons. Um, on Cheap Heat radio or podcast and said, quote, um, this was comparisons to The Rock but and also Stone Cold, I guess. If you want to make that comparison cool, my aim is to be bigger and better than either of them. I bring a very different package to the table than they do. At the same time, are there similarities? Sure, there are. Uh, there is Kobe to Jordan. Those kind of comparisons. If you want to make me the Kobe to their Jordan, I'll take it. No, right. I, I mean he's, I, he's working heel here, right? I because well, this I mean, is but in I, no I way have, a comparison. I just, to, I just have to say this: that um, I played basketball. You know, I was a, I was a basketball player, and I promise you that if I put on a pair of Jordans and a Kobe Bryant jersey and walk through the mall. I'm not going to have their game. So I just want to make that perfectly clear that, um, and then somebody, somebody said, oh, your best friend impersonated Tony Montana's Scarface. Okay. Well, pretty original, pretty original idea. You know, pretty original idea. You take, uh, somebody from a motion picture and make him a wrestling character. Now, if somebody did Razor Ramon's character right now. Right. That's it, the apples that's, to apples comparison right there. Yes. It's like, and I'm sorry, man. But they're like, Nash, what, what has Nash done? Well, I'll tell you something right now. I don't know L.A. Knight. I don't, I, but I guarantee you one thing. 
You impersonate I Big John Studd, I know I that. I guarantee you that he's on a guaranteed contract. I promise you that. Oh, so you're saying some of the residual effects of having a Nash uh, come of, before of, you. Of, of, of having Mr. Nash. Um, AKA so, Big John Studd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just like to be called Stud. Um, I'd like to but, be called Big just once, like Joe Pesci said. I wish I was Big just once. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it's just like, I, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize because I think it's, I think it's a blatant ripoff. But I didn't mean any harm. I haven't seen the guy work. Please don't for just to appease me do a tiger driver <laughs> because no matter how Kenny Omega wants to dissect that I, I took I, I took two courses two 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 uh, semesters of, of physics in college and um, once 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 you start the gravitational, uh, component of anything, you can't correct it. So if you're eight, if you're if your top of your skull is eight inches from the canvas, and the guy's already let go of you, you can't adjust. There's no adjusting. So all you can do is turn into it more, so you get you get a better chance of, of blowing the disc out of your neck. So. Like I said, I, I I really enjoy watching Kenny work. So I mean, I would hope that he that he doesn't do that again. But I've yeah, also I, heard Kenny tell a lot of people in the last couple of months he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be doing this. So, well, I want to bring up what Kenny said in in a minute, but I don't want to get off the LA Knight thing. There was um, there was an editorial piece. Did you read the uh, the op ed piece from? Um, Cage side seats um, was by a M Gomez. Um, I don't want to read the whole article, but it, I'm it, sorry. Where did he work at? Cage side seats. No, I mean when. when who, oh, as a wrestler, you. Yeah. Mean. What was his What was his working name? Um, well, let's click him here. Let's go in. He's a uh, contributor. Previous work, uh, he wrote for the Sportster, sports anchor for Double X Sports Radio in San Diego, and um, he enjoys, enjoys the time of his life in and, and, and out. And so, but he has—he's never been in the ring. It's not listed in his credits. If he was, okay, all right. So, so. he's—he's—he's he's, going to tell Dale Earnhardt what it's like to be in a. a and a car going a hundred and ninety well, miles. Well, but you know what? You can you can you can um you can not be in a film but be critical of the film or or uh not be not a baseball player. Not if you're telling me I'm wrong. Well let's see here. Let's see what he says here. Um but he's actually saying Big Diesel is wrong. Big John Stutt, please. Um as a contributor and reader of this site, Big it would John be John Stud was never world champion. To dismiss this story by saying it doesn't matter what Kevin Nash thinks. Instead, I'm sitting here going, what? 
For those of you that missed it or need a refresher, here's what Nash, a.k.a. Big Daddy Cool Diesel, had to say about WWE's fast-rising star. Quote, Am I the only one that sees an absolute rip-off of The Rock to the point where he cut the promo on effing Logan Paul or whatever the F his name is? And he said, Yeah, stick it. The only thing that he didn't do was turn the mother sideways. Jesus Christ, what does everybody have? Amnesia? There's nothing original. Oh, man, his promo, his effing promos. Finally, L.A. Knight has come back as a white guy. I popped. Um, before I dissect Nash's comments, I must ask, can anyone not see the blatant similarities between Knight, Steve Austin, and The Rock? If someone asked me to describe L.A. Knight, I'd say, if Stone Cold had a baby with The Rock, it would be L.A. Knight. Now, whether being a ripoff is a bad thing... That's very woke. The two guys having the child. Yes. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't know anybody actually believed that a, yeah. a man could give birth. It's such such so that uh, this site is blocked in Florida. DeSantis has cut all internet access. It should be. Um, uh, Let's go. Taking inspiration from others. Whether uh, being a ripoff is a bad thing is something I'll get to in a minute, but I don't understand the intention here, especially when one remembers how Nash spent almost his entire career surrounded by such exquisite knockoffs of Billy Graham, Ric Flair, Harley Race, The Crow, and Scarface Tony Montana, to your point. So, the, uh, yeah, right, The Crow. Uh, 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 again, a film. A, a, a comic book slash movie character. And so that you have to bring both 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 Scott and, and Steve Borden brought life to a entity that was not a professional wrestler. So that should that I, to that I tip my hat. Gotcha. Um, it says while creating an authentic character is most favorable, taking inspiration from others isn't the worst thing a wrestler can do, especially when it leads to something as good or better. There are some interesting words being used with The Rock and L.A. Knight. As good or better. We'll continue. Give the benefit of the doubt. Thanks, no, Nature. We're with this guy. We're not giving him another second of airtime. You, you don't. You don't. Where he's done. You, you don't want to know him. what. I don't give. Uh, no, I don't, and I don't want to waste another f bomb on him. So he's done. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your In and Out Burger. Watch L.A. L.A. Night. Watch L.A. Cop. Watch Chicago Fire. Watch whatever you want to watch. I tried to watch the guy last night. Like I said, I watched for three hours. Dude didn't show up. So I guess they're going to wait till whatever the next Raw is, and then he'll come back there. I just I just want to give the summary of the article where he thought maybe old Diesel was just talking out of his gas tank. Wow. Tying into the diesel trucks gas tanks. Yeah. See where See what he did there? Yeah. Well, see, that's because he doesn't understand that the term diesel was a jack dude. And because a bunch of white people didn't know what that, that meant, they made me a truck driver. And uh, we. we and <laughs> you started with the. Mm, the I didn't horn. start with shit. Well, the. That creative. was. That was yeah, creative. exactly. Exactly. So. Ah. Oh. All right, let's get, you know what? You know what is even smarter than that? When you need tickets to your next event, GameTime.co, C-O, GameTime.co, or just put the app on your phone like I did. 
I got my Bruce Springsteen tickets the morning of the show. And um, tickets are a whole to-do these days uh, when you have an upcoming event or something coming up that you want. The thing with Game Time, last-minute tickets, lowest price. You can get tickets now on Game Time for something coming up in the months ahead, but you could also go on the day before, the morning of, as I did. Look at their interface. I love their interface. They have seat views, meaning they have the map of the arena. We show this all the time on our show here, the map of the arena. You click on the uh, the seats have little uh, uh, amounts, little money amounts, and you click on it, and that's how much the tickets would cost through game time on that seat. They show you the view of the ice, the stage, the uh, field, the court, whatever you are looking to buy through game time. The experience is fun. I track the tickets over time, too. If I have something that's uh, coming up, I check game time every day or so. See what's going on with the prices. Uh, see what where the prices are trending. I check the different seats that are available. And when I clicked it, it was in my wallet on my phone in minutes. And I just walked up to the venue, showed my phone, and I was in. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Trust me, it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. The interface is great. The prices are great. Buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're all set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your email. Okay? So snag the tickets for your next event without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, for $20 off your first purchase. Okay? Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. We're back. Click this, the Kevin Nash podcast. Hashtag Ask Nash. That's where you do this thing, where you want Kevin to address your questions. He'll answer it all, so feel free to ask it all. Like Mark Ashworth, who said, Was there ever someone around to advise wrestlers on how to invest when making that sting money? You do stocks. Many do real estate. Or is it down to the individual just to be smart? Absolutely individual. Or maybe one of the other boys that tells you what they're doing or? If, you know, I, I, I never had anybody tell me what to do. Who's somebody you would have listened to that you know is, is pretty good with investments or, or just money? Any of the guys known for their... I mean, later on, JBL, I would have. If, if I would have known, you know, if I would have known John, um, you know. Mm-hmm. But, okay. yeah, I, I, I don't... I really don't talk... Guys don't want to talk finances. Guys don't want to... You, you, you bring up money and... and no, like, Nobody wants to talk money. Well, your crew talked money frequently. Well, we talked money on because we were using the the information to to, to leverage to to make more money. But as far as you know, you ask somebody what they what, what what they get royalty wise, they won't they won't they won't even give you a ballpark. Mm. 
But did you ever like, um, I know you did a lot of real estate investing when you first uh, got down to Florida, when you first started making money in WCW. Did you like say to Scott, because Scott lived in Florida too, right? Like, hey, uh, there's a parcel over here. Are you interested? You want to? Mm. No. Okay. What do we have uh, in the house? We have questions in the house here. Oh, is that our only question? No, no, we have more. Uh, WWE DX ECW. Hey, are you still cuddled in your Rugrats blanket? WWE DX, let us know. Hey, Kev, I know you and Triple H are close. Does he get pissed at you when stuff like this happens? What happens? Uh, is is that in reference to... Oh, the LA Knight stuff happened. No, he doesn't give a... No. We don't... We don't talk business when when he and i talk we don't talk the business mm-hmm. you know it's not like paul calls me up he says hey i've got want to run this by you we'll no talk. but he but you know what might happen this is just me going out on a limb he may have a feeling about something right you know it's something to back of your mind about maybe a talent or what to do with somebody and then he hears something like maybe he hears you he runs into a a, a youtube short of you talking about a talent, and maybe he goes, "See, goddamn it, I knew it, I knew it." My boy Kev agrees. Put the damn, put the money in the bank. Give it to Priest. I actually said, "Give it to Logan Paul." You did, but you put over Priest as the one guy on that roster, oh, other than. Uh, and you know what? I I watched Brock. I watched him. Uh, on Raw this week, and he he shines. I just can't believe that they um, almost like he was going to cash in the money in the bank, and yeah. Finn came down and attacked uh, Seth frickin' Rollins, and by the time like you know Finn got you know five, six blows in, and then Priest got up and uh, it was Seth got out of it. So he wasn't in a predicament to where he was hurt badly enough to where you would have cashed in the money in the bank. Right. So I thought it was a bad tease. It kind of, it it brought animosity to to that crew. Uh, you know, it was just, I don't know. Find another way to do it. Is what you're saying. Yeah. It just wasn't, it was, it was too early to try to get traction off of the newest, uh, money in the bank owner, winner. Yeah. Yeah. Owner of the money in the bank situation. I think that should have simmered. You, you would have got just as much had he not been involved and stood up top with the with the money in the bank mm-hmm. in his hand, right? Or I would have had, you know, but Finn Finn worked with him the week before, so you know it's it's it, it's a it's a hard call, but it's just like I, I think that needs to simmer a little bit because you you don't want you 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 want it to be. You want it to be used when it's going to actually, you know, make sense. Right. 
By the way, Steve Kaufman confirming that Triple H is a paying member of ClickThisTV.com. So I don't know if he's in the audience tonight, but I think he enjoys the Nash and Friends. He'd like to be on, by the way. Uh, another question from the house. Our folks here watching live. You can do so if you go to ClickThisTV.com and join. You can watch our shows, ask questions every week. Brandon Granger, what are five essential classic movies someone needs to watch in their lifetime? Oof. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Crimes and Misdemeanors, Raging Bull, Lords of Arabia. Um, saw one. <laughs> Pope Greenwich Village. <laughs> they took my thumb, Charlie. Um, that's what that's, that's what uh, made uh, Eric Roberts just start doing everything. He didn't when he didn't get get the Oscar for that. He just said, "You know what? Fuck it." I just you need me. I'm there. Uh, yep, exactly. Mariah Carey, you got a video? I'm there. Wesley votes for Barbarian. By the way, <laughs> I still have to see that. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the uh, our sent-in questions. Ryback's OnlyFan says, how did your annual shenanigans parties start? Well, let's My define this. Did, For anyone who doesn't know what this is, let's define the... It's just we had parties that, that coincided with WrestleManias, um, and we did, we did several of them. I, I don't know, six, seven, eight. I don't know how many we did. It was just something to do... Um, on one of the nights, you know, and it, it, it was an easy payday for me because I was going to get hammered anyway. So I was why not do it for money? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Plus, I got a chance to, you know, I, I met some great guys like my crew from St. Louis. Um, uh, there's just there, there's some people that that came every every year. Uh. And they, you know, they became like, you know, it's like our, it's like our crew here. Our I click this, say, like, our, you, like our click this TV crew. You know, it's, 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 you get people that, you know, want it. And they're, they're not, and I never took it like once you showed up a couple of times and we, and we spent time together and talked, then you're not a mark anymore. You're like, you're somebody I know. If I know you know. So. Right. Exactly. Uncaged rage. Where were you when Draws got paralyzed? And did you ever get to meet him? He recently passed, and I know he was a cool guy. You know what's funny? Be, I, not, 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 there was nothing funny about this, but I was talking to, to Sean Waltman last night, and I asked him if he knew Draws. And I said, you know, I, I, I didn't know him. I, I didn't know Draws. I think, I, I think I met him once or twice when he was already in the wheelchair mm -hmm. uh, backstage. Um, but I, I, I never, you know, I, I never got a chance to, 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 to you know, gotcha. meet, meet him as a, as one of the, you know, as a worker. Anything else from the house? Some questions from our live audience. Click this TV fans in the house. Jen Vargo. Did you see NXT last night? Braun Breaker was good. 
Did you catch it? No, I didn't. It's it's um, on my DVR. Okay. I'd never watch anything night of. Like I watched um, Raw last night. Mm-hmm. And then I'll watch. I'll, I'll, I'll flip through NXT, and then tomorrow night I'll watch AEW. I could just that way there. I don't have to sit through shit I don't want to watch. Right. All right, we'll round it out here with our friend Nick Geltner, who said, amazing memory, briefly meeting Kevin and T in Scottsdale in 96 or 97. Me and two friends walked by Kevin and family uh, as a baby was being taken out of the car. I guess he means T. Uh, We did the click sign, and I yelled out, where has six been? Broke his neck, you replied. Do you miss Arizona? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I liked it out there. Just there was no water. You know, if there would have been, you know, it, it, if it, if if Phoenix would have been, you know, built on Lake Mead, it would have been. You know, there's no water. Well, you had a pool or a pond. I think pond's better for you. No, but uh, yeah, it's. It, it's it's it's. I've always uh, equated living in Phoenix is like living in Minneapolis, but the reverse. It's so hot nine months out of the year in Phoenix that you can't go outside, and it's so cold nine months out of the year in Minneapolis you can't go outside. You know, it's just. I'm working on uh, Waltman's book with him, and he uh, he told a story about. Uh, one afternoon, you, Scott, and him, maybe Sean, I'm not sure. No, I think Sean wasn't in this one. Uh, and uh, a bag of rainbow stew. And Oh, he, no, it was, it was the crew. It was all was, of it. Was Sean there, too? He said, yeah. Tamara came out and looked at the four of you and said, are you wrestling tonight? And you guys were like, yep. She goes, okay. She started putting on pots of coffee. She put pots of coffee. Yeah, because we, we always had, you know, two, we had, Double pots of coffee. <laughs> Scott was so fucking wasted that he fell into the pool. Rainbow Stew, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a reference to a Merle Haggard song, but used by the click to mean reach into a bag of pills, and much like Skittles, you taste the rainbow. You have uh, uh, a different concoction each well, we time. Had, this was a bag. This is a this is a freezer bag of somas. Is what it was. How oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was a freezer bag of somas. The Mexican ones or the or the good oh, ones? Oh no, they were. Yeah, and then I, I, I mean, we stopped though at like three thirty. Like we stopped part. We were drinking. We were drinking Coronas and like. <laughs> Hey, man. I wish you guys had the Jimmy Garvin video camera going for much of uh, for much of the late nineties. Scott kept. We, I had these big cast iron chairs that sat by the pool that had a a, a table with a, a you know where you put the umbrella, and we were all getting some sun, and so we had, I had the umbrella rolled down, and Scott kept scooting his chair back because it, it, it scooted it, scooted it, scooted it. Right. And then all of a sudden, man, he, he scooted the leg off the end of the pool, and in he went. Tremendous. 
I just gave him a pair of shorts and threw his shit in the dryer. I'm going to go knock off a bag of somas myself right now. Order a pizza. Oh, get ready for the week. Kick him in. That's it. Kev, um, click this as a production of Butch and Sundance Media, as you know. Produced in association with Podcast Heat. Created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, Sean Oliver. Producer Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research, Tristan Nash. Copyright 2023. How long were we on tonight? 2.30. Um, Shit, I bet you we dropped 18 points by now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we kept it clean. We kept it clean. We can do this. Was it? I mean, was it clean? It was clean enough. I mean, it was. What was it? Sixty in five minutes. F bombs last week. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we we had a video uh, partially monetized by YouTube because of excessive profanity. So, in an attempt to find out exactly what that meant, uh, Steve went through the show and got. Um, I think it was uh, uh, sixty f bombs in five minutes. And I was proud of it when I heard it. I, th- I think some kind of record. There's got to be some plaque or some special thing that maybe it's a black. That YouTube will give us. Yeah, yeah, a black thing or a red, like, X-censored thing from YouTube. I'm going to look into that and see if we can have it. We, we, we'd have probably been in the 80s if T had been there. Yeah, yeah, right. So, Kev, do you want to do another one? Or, or how should I put this this week? you want to... I think we should do two next week. Do you want to do two next week? Yeah, absolutely. See if we can game the chartable system. It, it just it's, yeah, let's let's do like uh, busted loose or whatever it is. Let's just let's do one every day. Do it daily. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. Suits is done. Yeah.